Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. We are in here once again, Southern Hospitality, Soho Radio, myself Rob Percy, oh man, this is going to be a great show ahead today. We've got Ray D in DJ Super X's seat. Is she going to be the world's greatest seated DJ? Got a big seat to fill. Big, big seat to fill. Let's get that microphone on. Let's get all mics on. Are you on? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, let's do this. And we've also got, of course, Britain's sexiest label boss, Tom Lee, in the building. How are you feeling, Tom? Yeah, good. Really excited about this one. Oh, man, listen. Timberland Missy. Let's put some respect on some names. Started the show there with all your Timberland and Magoo, obviously Tweet, and obviously Beat Biters from Missy's incredible album, The Real World. This is the all Tim and Missy show. I feel like Missy needs a bit of respect put on her name. Do we feel this, Ray? I feel like, so am I up? I feel like um, people keep on saying it, so like now we just gotta put some respect on her name, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel. I've heard a lot that she's, you know, underrated, needs to big her up more. It's not even that she's underrated. I think I once tweeted that we took Missy for granted, and I didn't mean it in a, and people were like, we didn't take her for granted, we love Missy, but that wasn't what I was meaning. What I was meaning was, it was just so perfect what she did in yeah. that kind of little time capsule of like, you know, whatever mid 90s to kind of mid 2000s it and she just didn't do anything whack and it's kind of then she just kind of disappeared and yeah it, and we i feel like we miss her like in a way but no one really like it's i can't really express what i'm trying to say but i feel like we just she's just a bit overlooked for that reason yeah i do feel like we have had this same conversation for like a decade now though so that's I think what she's, i'm saying i think it's probably still true like i think she probably is still overlooked in certain facets of what I, she did. I'll tell you what I feel was part of the problem. I remember when, you know the Hip Hop Honours? Yeah. I remember they did a Missy VH1 Hip Hop Honours in about 2010. And I was thinking, or oh, 2009, I remember thinking, mm. is Missy done? Like, I get why they would do like a Big Daddy Kane one. Yeah. I guess why you do like an LL Cool J or, or like a dedication to the old school. But when you're there doing a Missy, it was almost like we'd already started treating her a little bit like an old school artist. But I, I see it in the, res- like the reverse is that like she was already being honoured before she was okay, yeah. fully out and washed and forgotten about. 2010, she was still... Okay, so maybe that's a good thing. I, mean? like, I see maybe, it as another way. Maybe she got the other... She, she got, got it relatively she got the flowers. early. Yeah, relatively yeah, early. Yeah, that's a really that's good point, actually. It. You know what, Ray, you've totally converted my opinion on that. I love that. So listen, we're going to go in today with all Missy, all Timberland. I feel like we all talk, always talk about Timberland. We always talk about Neptunes with Timberland and stuff like this. But the Missy-Timberland combination... We'll have the debate at some point today. Is the Missy-Timberland combination better than the Pharrell-Chad combination? I know it's one of those bait arguments that we d- probably don't need to have, but we're going to have it anyway later on. But in the meantime, let's get into it. Let's start in the kind of early part of Timberland's career. Obviously, Timberland came through with Jodeci, with Devontae, and they were part of that whole debasement crew. Him and Missy, we've heard all these like horror stories about them getting like... One slice of pizza between... <laughs> <laughs> between five of them it makes the guy having to walk for the cheesecake seem like seem like child's play <laughs> literally a piece of cheesecake did he was light work compared to Devonte? yeah like Devonte. I mean it's mad isn't it to think Devonte Swing I mean you know me I'm the world's biggest Jodeci fan yeah. and that was the first time I was aware of Timberland on those kind of later 12 inches like it'd be like remixed by Timberland and I'd be like who's Timberland like oh the What About Us remix and certainly he was getting credit on the third album, the sort of the show, the after party, kind of like 95 time. Yeah. And that's when The Basement came out. They had the song on the Nutty Professor soundtrack, which was the kind of 
first time we heard that sort of Timberland stuttering beat kind of thing. When was the first time you heard Timberland? Obviously, Ray, you would have been like maybe still in the womb when Timberland, the time I'm uh, talking about here. Barely a thought, probably. Barely a thought in the, you know, glint in the milkman's eye, as they used to say. (laughs) 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 I know your dad, he's not a milkman. Okay, um... Tom, what about yourself? When were you sort of aware of Timberland? When was your entry point? I don't know, because it's like, I think when you're a kid, you become aware of the producers a little bit later. Yes. So So Missy first. Right. Oh, yeah, no, 100% Missy first. So I probably knew, because I was trying to think this with the Jermaine Dupri show, and I couldn't have told you when I first heard Jermaine Dupri, I was like aware of him really. Correct, yeah. I probably, I would have heard Missy first, and I probably knew about Timberland from just hearing people reference him in songs like right. I think when I was a kid that's how I kind of got how producers who producers were Swizzy yeah right it's like <laughs> yeah you'd be like oh Swizz Beats is the guy that they're shouting out on all these yes. DMX records and Timberland vice versa so it probably would have been on Missy Records or it probably would have been Missy it probably would have been Timberland on Missy Records right right but like I've said Missy was not Missy was someone I was really aware of and always liked but I knew the singles and I was really into music videos but she was never one of these people growing up that had all the albums. So that came later for me. I had to kind of go back and listen to those albums. Right, so we're going to take it back to start the show. We'll, sort, we'll, we'll kind of work vaguely chronologically today, I think. I think we did that with the Jermaine Dupri show, didn't we? Yeah. We did we that with best. the Diddy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we might have to go all up. It's not going to be perfect. But let's start with Missy's first group. This is a super rare album. It's on streaming now, though, isn't it? The sister album. Yeah. So this is Missy's first group. It's kind of a, a little girl group, sort of 94 time. For years, the CD was like a holy grail to get because it was so. It was only like a promo only on Elektra. Um, we'll start with that. Let's play some really early Timberland production and maybe some Genuine because I feel like Genuine gets forgotten that he was kind of really Timberland's actual coming out party. Yeah. Uh, even before Aaliyah. And I feel like for Timbo and Missy, it was like their first like big, big project where they got to put That's all right. of themselves into an That's artist. That's right. Because even the Aaliyah, even One in a Million, which we were talking about earlier, which we'll get to at some point, obviously, that wasn't fully Timberland and Missy. That was like, okay, these are the hot producers now after Genuine. Yeah. Because Junior One's like 95, that's 96. And then they were, still, they were still throwing other producers. They weren't going to let the reins off fully, but they gave them a lot of that album, didn't they? So, yeah. listen, let's put some, and let's put some respect on Junior Wine's name. Big up, Junior Wine. Yeah. One of my favourite R&B artists ever. Let's, let's play something random off the album. You know, we've all heard Pony and the other songs. Let's, let's play something random. Let's go. Sister. We were just zoning in the studio there to the beautiful sounds of Genuine. I feel like Genuine, it's a real shame that he's, he's, he's kind of, he's like a Stevie J. He's kind of become this kind of comical character where actually he's really about that. He's like a goat of, a goat of music. He deserves more respect, but we could see from so much footage of him just performing, he's just a very unserious character. <laughs> From before, from before the recent stuff. When he was in Big Brother. Do you remember when he was in Big yeah. Brother? He went out with that girl Ashley James for a bit. He did. And there was that, that performance clip where um, he fakes the hospital thing and yes. they, the paramedics come out and they revive him. And it's just like, what? Yeah, listen, I respect that to the fullest. He's always been a bit different, but oh. I put respect on his name. We are in here. Southern Hospitality, this is the Regulator Show. This is the show where we regulate things. We don't hate. We just congratulate. We appreciate and today we are all appreciating Timberland and Missy, the dynamic duo. People who just, we're all different ages in the studio right now. I've got myself, Rob Percy, of course. We've got Ray D in the studio. We've got Britain's sexiest label boss, Tom Lee in the studio. And we're all like sort of, a gen, not a full generation, but like, you know, eight or nine years and eight or nine years down again. And it's, it's interesting, the different perspectives on their careers. And I feel like they, these two artists have hit us all in different ways at different times and at some point they were probably kind of our favourite music is that a fair thing to say that like oh god this Missy album this is like the best thing ever this Timberland production is like the best thing ever etc etc is that fair to say 100% 100% fair I think like like you guys talking about when you first were introduced to like Timberland and Missy and I think by the time I came in it's when he started rapping down the phone a lot on people's songs. Oh, yeah. So it was always Destiny, good. Destiny's Child, Aaliyah. Always welcome. Always welcome. <laughs> him just rapping down on some like phone sounding thing. Um, 
and growing up, Miss, as I said, Missy Elliott videos, songs, the two-parter videos where it's got two songs in one. Yeah, that and was the, such the a little dance thing. break. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when she went into the hot music on the I'm Really Hot, and she went in the Soho hot music. Did she pioneer that, the two-part video thing? Because she no. was the first person I was aware of doing it. No, who's, definitely who's not. Did, who did it before her? I mean, Diddy was definitely doing that. I mean, J-Lo had a couple as well with a dance break yeah. in between. That's true. I think Diddy was really the one who went with that kind of, okay, we're just going to do a random bit in the middle of... He did it on PE 2000, doesn't he? Didn't he do like a random Can't dance remember. break in the middle? We talked Less about the that. dance break, more mean the two-part thing, where they would preview the next single, they'd preview the next video. That's the way a good Missy point. did it with Get Your Freak On and Lick yeah, Shots. Lick Shots. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's what I'm talking she about, That's what I mean, yeah. She'd always tease the next video yeah. at the She'd end. Lose and, Control as well. Yeah. She had... Um, no, it, no, it happened with... Um, Buster was doing that in the 90s. Was he? Because yeah. yeah, he had like, yeah. Everything Remains Raw at the start okay. of... Um, Wuha, like they're in the car wrapping yep, everything. Yep, right. yep, yep. So yeah, so maybe Buster and Buster and Missy always get put together, don't they? They do. So I, this is what, okay. When I was badly explaining what I mean about Missy was when people were talking in the whole versus era of like, okay, Buster Missy, that's the perfect fit. People were saying because they were like, they both people just see the visuals, don't they? Yeah. They're both animated. They both got the fisheye lens. Classic Hype Williams videos from the 90s. Loads of club bangers. Both got their own quirky style. They do have a similar spirit, though. They similar, have similar energy, yeah. for sure. All of that's true. But this is where we say Missy's rated but underrated. Buster has not got the writing credits. He's not producing records. So as much as I think Buster is an incredible goat of hip-hop, no question, and Buster deserves all the respect, it's a different artist. It's not fair to put... You're reducing Missy by saying that, I think. I yeah. think because so, I said the only way they can go together in a versus battle if it's just Missy Elliott doing the songs that she's released as Missy Elliott, right. and it's just and then that means just Buster doing then, his songs, and that's Missy dimming her light to accommodate a battle for Buster Rhymes. He's that's great right. in his own right, but it's not it's not the same artist. It's yeah, not the same creative. Of course. Apart yeah. from the visuals. But I think Tom's right. They do share a similar spirit. And it's yeah, a spirit so. that I feel like we need always in, in this music. And which why, and sometimes these people don't get taken as seriously as like a Kendrick mm. or yeah. an Eminem and, or a whoever. But you know, um, talking about Missy Elliott being underrated, one big artist and rapper of all time that consistently bigs up Missy Elliott as a rapper and one of his personal favourite rappers Lil Wayne Lil Wayne yeah. it, no he says it's her, it is, she it, is yeah. his favourite that's his favourite rapper one. yeah number one and then it's like Biggie <laughs> and other people below like he's consistently done that for years and people are always question him why is he saying why is he saying she's the best rapper for him I nearly fell out with a friend on, on Twitter the, uh, one time when I, I was like put like my top I, who I thought were the top 20 MCs of all time so when I think of an MC I think of you know the, the original term like a master of ceremony right not a rapper and like who's writing certain things it's like who is making the best songs controlling the mic and, and delivering music so first people I always think of are people like Snoop Missy, mm. they're like, and so I put that, and someone's like, Missy, like, uh, like incredulous. I was like, she's the one who should be higher than all of these other ones. Every time, yeah, like, that's the one not to question. You maybe question another one. Don't question Missy. Like, she's incredible. Like, so listen, we're gonna put some respect on that. So then we sort of get to that sort of era of Timbaland, Missy, when we sort of get, we know who they are. Like, and, but the first Timbaland and Magoo album, I think it's like 97, Tim, the first one, Tim's bio, oh, wow. with like Up Jumps the Boogie and that kind of That's thing. That long ago. It's kind of older than you think, but it wasn't like massive. It was a bit like he was almost in that kind of, you know, how the, the dream had Umbrella and he had Single Ladies and Baby, but he didn't, his own records weren't really blowing yeah. up like that. Yeah. I think Tim's bio is kind of like that. And I think all Tim Lund's albums are kind of like I mean, that. We might get to it later, but he, as a solo lead artist, he didn't get hits until 2007. So that's, that's like correct, that's yeah. 20 years yeah. after Hump Drops the Biggie. When he 10 did. years after. Oh, yeah, 10 years. Sorry. 10 years, yeah, yeah. Still, still a long still, time. Yeah, still, yeah, a long yeah, time yeah, still a long time. Still a long, long time. So yeah. it took 10 years for him to get that credit as a solo artist. Yeah, shock value was probably, we'll that was get to massive. that. That was probably the one time where he's, like, he's in the suit. <laughs> on the cover yeah. he'd been hitting the gym he'd been hitting and maybe maybe that was the, the whole Nelly Furtado thing yeah. it kind yeah. of brought him yeah. out of, anyway we'll get to that we'll get to that Let's whereas stick last in, point Missy is the reverse she's always had it down as a solo artist it's the behind yes. the scenes stuff she doesn't get always as yeah. much credit for and in this era I think the first time I was really because I wasn't aware of Missy on In Sister it's weird. I bought the 12 because I was just a 12-inch record buyer and this was like a dope R&B song. 
and I knew it was associated with Jodeci. Yeah. I knew it had Timberland production who I was aware of by that point. But I didn't look at Sister and go, that's Missy, obviously, because she was just one of the group at the time. One of the first things I heard her on was, um, oh, I'm having a mental block. I think it was, uh, you know, the song, the Puff Daddy produced song. I'll come back to it. But she went, she just, she did the so whole, oh my gosh, I'll come back to it because I've forgotten what it is. Um, sort of like 94, 95, she started getting a few features and apparently she was so red hot off those features that that's why she got that deal like pretty quick and you and blew know up pretty quick after yeah, that yeah so well. Superfly was then yeah kind of out and she was like a star from jump it was almost there was almost no warm up with her mm. it was like a couple of a couple of features and then straight in as a lead artist straight in as a lead and artist and she could still do full the writing album. and production full yeah. album you know yeah. then the rain video obviously came out and it was just game over yeah. so Okay, listen, we'll get to that. And it's killing me that I can't remember the name of this song. We'll I'm gonna, come back it's going to come to me. Anyway, let's do this. Let's get into that sort of like slightly later, 97, Timberland getting established. Let's do this. The sound of the potion in the background. Of course, it can only be the all Timberland and Missy show on Soho Radio. Southern Hospitality in the building. Myself, Rob Percy. I just love... Soho Radio. Beautiful day in Soho today, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it's great. It's the first nice, out finally. first nice day in a minute. Oh, I think weeks. it's because we knew we were here. Yeah. We've got Ray D in the Super X hot, sh- hot seat. Shout out Super X. We miss you today, but you know, Ray D's holding it down. She's one of the best yet, as Gangstar said. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm trying to get on my deals like uh, Rick's has put his deals together. Rick's has got it locked down, mate. Rick's has got it locked down. He's got the sponsorships locked down. Anyway, listen, we're going get, to get into this. We've been putting some respect on Missy and Timberland's lane. That was a kind of like, we ran through those tracks super quick. We had, oh, what did we have in there? We had SWV, Can We? That for me, again, was one of those first times I'd bought like, it was like a fully formed Timberland record. It's like, okay, Timberland, Missy writing, Missy featuring my favourite group at the time, probably R&B group, SWV. It was like, okay. You'll see in the picture now. This is it now. Yeah. When that record, when I bought that record, I remember thinking, this is kind of everything I like <laughs> in one. In one package. In one package. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you get those, Tom, don't you? You get those yeah. moments, don't you, where it's suddenly like, oh, this is everything. Yeah. Just right here. You're like, I'm going to like this. What was that for you in life? What was the first time? Like, what was something you can think of that was like, you know, like, was it like, I don't know, Rough Riders produced by whoever? Do you know what? Right, this is going to sound really corny, but I actually remember really vividly seeing, because I was so into Rough Riders when I was a kid, that was like the coolest group in the world to me. But I was also really into Twister. And then when I saw on Rough Riders Volume 2, they oh. had that song Twisted Heat Twisted. by Dragon and Twister. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I was super into Dragon as well. And I just like, <laughs> you know, it was the time, right? He was do on... we need to do a Dragon Deep Cut show? No, no, we don't. <laughs> He was on fire, pun not intended. And um, <laughs> I sh- actually remember seeing that on the track list. And I think it's produced by Swiss Beats as well. Yes, yeah, and I yeah, just yeah. remember being like, I can't wait to hear that song. Drag on and twist it. I love Twisted that. Heat, but about yeah. you, Ray? What, what's the kind of crystallization of like one thing coming together for you? Mine's a very obvious one, but it's Khalees and Neptunes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, nothing, nothing, nothing fancy yours or niche. That, when you heard that, it was when like, I was like, ah, this yeah. is what like. This is some real yeah. music. This is what I want right now. Yeah. This is a match made in heaven. Are we ready to have that little Timberland, Timberland's Neptune, like little, not debate? It's not a debate because they're both just like two of the greatest of all time. Mm. You know, so Timberland and Missy, Pharrell and Chad, because it has to be Pharrell and Chad, because we know those Pharrell records without Chad are not the same. And we know maybe the Timberland records without Missy aren't, aren't quite the same. The same. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite, I don't think it's quite the same drop-off. I'm about to say the no. drop-off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. drop-off isn't as far. Because <laughs> the Missy records on her own that she's produced, like Monica and all but that. But also uh, I think their levels are both very similar. Yeah, that makes sense. Listen, we've got Marvin Sparks coming in the building. Listen, one second. I'll get him in in one second. Um, we've got a special guest in the building. I know he's got some lots to say about Timberland and Missy. You know what, listen, I'm going to get him in right now. I'm opening the door to the studio. Marvin, come in this here right so now. Spare mic. Use mine, use mine. Yeah, use this mic for one second. We've got the legendary Marvin Sparks coming in the building right now. Okay, how are you doing, Marvin? I'm going to put you right on the mic straight away. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Can't complain. Okay, listen. We're obviously doing it all Timberland Missy, and we got to that situation in the evening where we do the little Timberland Missy, Pharrell and Chad debate. Okay, come close to the mic. How do you feel about this? I mean, me personally... I don't think there's any competition. Wow. Ooh. 
He's come. He's, look at that. Where, this is what are you going to say next? This I is why I invited Marvin Sparks to the studio today. So I knew he's going to be about that life on the mic straight away. Carry yeah. on. No, I don't think there's any competition. I mean, when it comes down to who has the most beats that just blew my mind. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Timberland by four. I mean, obviously, with the Neptunes, they had good success with Timberlake. But you look at what Timberland did with Timberlake, and you have to say, maybe he took it to the next level. Ready. Maybe he saved the album with Crimea River. Because, you know, the first single, Like I Love You, wasn't really popping. It was pretty popping. Not as much as Crimea River. <laughs> this revisionism. <laughs> Crimea River took it. Because remember, when, when, when Like I Love You first that came was out, that's, and that's he, correct though. he did it at VMAs and it was kind of like, what's it, this yeah. Michael Jackson wannabe business? Because the, what, the one that really hit, actually, was the Girlfriend remix with Nelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was actually the one that really was the Justin Timberlake coming out party. Yeah, for the, with NSYNC, yeah, with exactly that. That, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that rhythm sure. was hard. Yeah, 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 completely. And then they tried to sort of do that again with Like I Love You. And it, so the, I, I do take that point a little bit. I know Ray just started, sat back in a seat a minute ago like, what is Marvin chatting there? But you're correct. Crimea River took it to the next level. Took it That's to the right. next level. Singles yeah. wise. So, and then Rock Your Body came after that and then Rock Your Body was gone. Yeah, that, that, that right. song was but That song that was bigger than Like I Love You was. And yes, that, that's what my thing with the Neptunes and Timberlake is the bridges yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, what yeah, might yeah. Le- like levit- um, put that relationship above sure. Timberlands because the sure. songwriting and musicality Pharrell and Chad have more on that yeah. than Timberland but Timberland and Missy if they did Justin Timberlake I think you would get that right, songwriting so if you got that combination yeah. of Timberland and Missy Listen, it's a great debate. I, we had, we had this, we've had, we've had this talk before, and I, I always classify it as I feel like Neptunes have got more nine out of ten club bangers than anybody, but Timberland's got those more ten out of tens. So the, like those ones, like you said when you came in, just what is going on here? I'm, I remember the first time my friend Dan Greenpeace brought the promo of Get Your Freak On to the club. Oh, and man, literally crazy. never heard it. This is the days when you didn't hear the record yeah, until. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, he played it I was like like just play that again you know when I was in the club I was like could you just play that again like I just just couldn't comprehend what was going on I mean I remember listening to the Radio 1 Rapture at the time yes of course yeah and it just getting looped like the intro bit just getting looped and I was like yo yeah man, I think I remember Earth that too myself one Earth is this but can I just say something right going back to Justin Timberlake would you say that the Neptunes produced a better beat that blew your mind than my love do you remember when my love first dropped? Tom's wanted to come in on this. I can see Tom Lee's back. I'm gonna, I do largely agree with Marvin's point, but I'm going to throw it out that I think a little bit of defence of the Neptunes here. They've got some absolutely mind-blowing beats, but they've typically saved them for like things like What Happened to That Boy and yes. Grindr mm, and yes. Pop and like yeah. lower-key rap tracks. Yeah. Whereas I would say they are capable of making I, I, completely I, 10 out of 10 show-stopping I, I, beats. And as we've discussed on this show before, Ray J has got two of the best Neptunes yeah. beats. <laughs> but they've not typically used them on their biggest artists. But I think I do largely agree with the point that Neptunes are more consistent, but Timberland has made I, more blow your mind. And I love Ray's point that if we'd had Missy and Timberland together in that studio in 2002, that would have been made justified even more crazy yeah, than it actually I think, was. I think it's the songwriting where Timberland just drops off for me. Oh, yeah, Because he's, he's not a writer like that. No. Whereas when I think... But of, as an ideas guy, he's maybe yeah. the goal. Yeah, when it comes to like instrumentals, Timberland. Yeah. Me personally, I feel that Neptunes are like much more technically proficient than Timberland, like in all aspects of music. I feel like when it comes to yes, like maybe, chords, yeah. Yeah. bridges, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, structure, the songwriting, songwriting com- making a complete yeah. song. They're obviously like better than Timberland in that. When it comes down to, to production, then because I mean obviously Timberland would work with like different songwriters, whether yeah. it was like Static or Missy, Kerry or, Hilson, yes. uh, James Fortune. Shout out Kerry Hilson, your Kerry girl Hilson, destroyed yeah. her career. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, making complete songs, Neptunes. But when it comes to mind blowing slappers, yeah, slappers, and exactly. I, I think that's correct. I, I, think, we, I, I think we've I don't think up. there's a wrong answer. Yeah. I just think there's very different things to take into account. Yeah. This is the regulator show, Marvin. So we we don't hate, we congratulate, uh, but we regulate and we try and get to the heart of the matter and put the respect where the respect needs 
to be. So listen, I'm going to give you a proper intro and stuff in our next in our next break. But before that, this we so we we sort of doing the show kind of chronologically today, and we've got to sort of so we've gone through the early sort of coming out of Jodeci era, even Sister we played earlier in the show. Then we got to the kind of early Timbaland and Magoo, SWV, Can We, those kind of big tunes. When Timbaland and the, the Aaliyah, where Timbaland was like, okay, Timbaland and Missy are serious. They're about that life. They're the kind of go-to producers. Let's hit that kind of late 90s pocket where Timbaland was kind of the rap go-to producers where he started hitting, getting those rap placements. Let's do that, then we'll come back. We'll give Marvin his proper intro. I'm loving this show already. Let's do this, Ray. We had to show a little bit of love to Rough Riders there for my guy Tom Lee in the building. This is Southern Hospitality, the regulator show, of course, Soho Radio, the amazing Soho Radio. Thanks to Ang for holding us down on the engineering. I'm just doing that because it sounds like I'm on a Missy record there, or a Timberland record, where I'm shouting out the producers. We've got Ray D in the building. How are you feeling, Ray D? I'm feeling good. I'm loving the show, man. Oh, Every song is a hit, no it's miss. almost impossible. We're doing an all Timberland and Missy show today. Two hours just isn't enough, is it? Let's be honest. We could do 10 hours comfortably. We've not even played like any of the hits. I mean, we're talking over them, as we are now. We've also got Britain's sexiest label boss, local actions, Tom Lee in the building. How are you feeling, Tom? I'm loving this show, man. It's so good, show. isn't it? And some of the little gems. And he, 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 he crept in on the, last, on the last interlude, and now he's here officially. I'm going to give him a little rundown now. Or should I say, a Run the Rhythm Down. <laughs> uh, now, Author Run the Rhythm, one of the best books I read last year or two years ago, whenever it was. Marvin Sparks in the building. How are you feeling, Marvin? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Author, Thank you. podcaster. Thank you. Just general vision. I'm going to call you a visionary. No, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You don't recognize Rooks. I see you the same way. Even though you have terrible taste in hip-hop. Listen. You two's little Twitter debates kill me. Oh, we yeah. just have a couple of sticking well, points. I was going to say, I say Twitter debates. I feel like it's about two debates. We, it's a, we have a couple Recycled of sticking constantly. points. I'm just an outside being. And I'm just, just, I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm just never going to say that we're running Stormzy in the outside. <laughs> Ray D, as a club DJ, I was DJing three nights a week. Look, you're talking about we're not doing that, are we? We're not. Okay, I'll thank you. I'll leave it there, but we're not. And you're even from Croydon. I'm from Croydon. You've got family it's, who live in Thornton Heath. Bit, I'm not like, going to get political, but anyway, yeah, we're not. We're not hating. This it's good in the headphones. It's show. great in the headphones in life. <laughs> in life, okay, listen. So it's great to have you here, Marvin. I appreciate know, it, I appreciate it. And wh- why I wanted to invite you on, because I know you're like a huge Timbo and Missy fan. I know you appreciate the genius of these people. Um, and we were saying earlier in the show, we are talking about Missy as like a songwriter as well. That's it. We've got a little category whenever we do the Southern Hospitality Show, which we call rated but underrated. You know those artists that are like, yeah, of course they're rated, but they're still kind of underrated. Yeah, like completely. Barry White's a perfect example, right? A million percent. He's rated. No one's going to say he's right, but he's still like so underrated. He, he virtually created like genres of music. You know, there's loads of them. There's loads of obvious ones. We did. A, we even did a whole someone like um, Rick James rated. Massively underrated. Yeah. Missy's totally in that category, correct? Completely, completely. I mean, I guess to a degree, it might be from like the days when people, they knew who the producer was. Yes. But didn't really know who the songwriter was. And I mean, with Missy, Missy, once you know her like vocal arrangements and even like a lot of time her background would still be on there so if you knew yes you knew that it was a missy song but correct a lot of the time people would associate with the artist because i think generally people believe that artists usually write their music yes yeah but with missy and i mean she went on an incredible run at the i think end of the night i think those first four albums yeah uh, like bulletproof completely like, yeah. I, and not many people can say and even the fifth album is pretty knocking yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that this is not a test it's still absolutely knocking it's just not quite as perfect as the first four and one thing with Missy is that like I feel with her first singles to me she's like the first single queen every time she dropped her first single you knew it was something completely different yes it was something that was great and it was something that stuck like, so let's, I, let's break it down okay so yeah. first single The Rain Ridiculous. Incredible. Insane. Second album, Hot Boys. Insane. Was that the first single? That wasn't the first official single, I don't believe. What was the I first think single? Be... The first single on the second album was She's a... She's a Bitch. Oh my gosh. So even, be- even, be- even better even example. Better. That's my favourite Yeah, even songs. better example. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, then we got Get Your Freak Get your On. Freak on. Yep. 
Then we got work, work it. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's and then it, I think it's it, lose control of the uh, album you just mentioned. Yeah, no, lose control is the album after I think. 2000, what's the 2005 yeah, this album? Is not a test, isn't it? Wasn't that one? Uh, it's no. that, then it's the control. cookbook, right? That's the cookbook. No, yeah. the cookbook is Lewis Control. So the, yeah. oh, yes, the that's one correct. before that must have Pass been... Pass that Dutch. Pass that Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's insane. Like, okay, okay, listen. We've put enough respect on Missy's name. We don't need to keep saying it but now. But one thing about Missy that we haven't mentioned, I think it's a factor. It's also that she's a woman as well. Yeah. 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 Like, like, come on. So she's never fully going to... That's why people say, oh, a lyricist, Missy Elliott. That's right. And you look at, so you say, look at Kanye. Kanye gets respect as a writer, producer, beat maker. Yeah. All of that. Creative. Creative. Missy's exactly the same. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. she's not getting that same respect in that way. No. Oh, it's like, oh, it's Hype Williams. Oh, it's Timberland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. there's a man, there's always uh, a man. Missy. Yeah. <laughs> she helped, man. she brought all of those things in together. Yes. She recognized the greatness in all of those different factors. Correct. Whether it was Timberland, whether it was Hype Williams, and even with like the guest features that she would have or the people that she wrote with, you know, she always had a vision for those people. And that's in a big respect why the songs came out the way that they did because she understood the artist and wrote the right Listen. song for the artist, which in itself is incredible. I yeah. think it's also, wow. this that was, was like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had nothing more to no, add there. She, ele- she elevates others, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whether it's Sierra, even a Fantasia. Yeah. She's yes. always going yeah, yeah. to elevate Destiny's Child, them. get on the bus, you know? We played yeah. that we as played well. We played that earlier, just yeah. before yeah. you got here. I, love that song. <laughs> I think we need to tip our hat a little bit, um, especially in like a modern context of like Missy's relationship with dance music, because it's a <sighs> really on. small part of what Come she on. does. But she has like, and I know this from people that have worked with Missy, she has a deep knowledge of it. She has a deep love of it there's actually Facebook videos I actually tried to find if they're on YouTube they're not of like Missy going to Jersey Club Raves right. like 10 years ago and getting on mic with people like DJ Tamil <sighs> and like I'm not I'm not saying this to diss Beyonce because I actually think the recent Renaissance stuff and Beyonce's team booking a lot of like really cool local DJs people like Ariel Zatina D Diggs to warm up for her is like really great but like Missy was champion, championing like niche dance music artists yeah. a decade mm. ago facts she had like a I think it was I want to say 25 was it 2015 2016 where she did that medley thing at the VH1 hip hop yeah, yes. or something yeah, like that and she brought in she had J-Hood yeah. yes she had do a J-Hood, Jersey yeah. Club version and then she had Jersey Club dancers which is now like the popping thing the popping in thing. Yeah, rap sure. music right yeah. she was always ahead of her time yeah that's it she's had a relationship and, with people like Mike Q for 10 years like I, she really lives and breathes that that's stuff that's incredible and I think yeah. anybody who any hip hop artist who first thought is the dance floor Mm. I I respect it because we need it as the years have gone on in hip-hop because hip-hop started on the dance floor and when I got in hip-hop because I'm ancient like in the 80s late 80s it was very dance floor orientated like Sugar Bear Breakers Big Daddy Kane it was up-tempo records so anybody who's doing that up-tempo music and keeping that eye on dance floor and that's all she ever did like with her first singles particularly yeah I respect that because we need it so much. And you like, know what, right? On. Testament to that is like, and you know, we've all DJ'd to Buster various too, levels obviously. in this room, right? There's what, 20, 25 plus Missy songs that you could play in any <laughs> club any today time. and people will go off and know every word. Yeah, and at any time of the evening because yeah. yeah. the records are so good, you can play them in what we all call heavy warm-up or you can play them at peak you can also play them and wind down. It's like, you know, it's put all in my grill on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, so many different pockets she hits. And they all were. Let's just take a little moment now to go a little bit off piste. Some sort of like, because obviously we can play the bangers. We've got Dirt Off Your Shoulder playing in the background here. Um, some Timberland remixes. Because obviously Timberland, he's done so many remixes. And I feel like the re- this is the one thing about streaming. I'm a remix obsessive. I'm a soundtrack obsessive. All those lost cuts. A lot of these remixes are lost on streaming now. Like the kind of, you get the R&B 12 yeah. and you'd have the Little John remix. You'd have the Timberland remix. And there was an era when So So Def and like Arista were always doing a Little John and a Timberland. So you'd always get the Little John remix of an Usher song and the Timberland remix and he'd do a Boys to Men remix and it was almost like they'd just put Timberland with anyone whether it fit or not you know he was probably the third one do you remember when we did the did no when we did the Jermaine Dupri show yes. and we were talking about So So Def remixes Bad Boy remixes yes. and we were like is there anyone else on that level 
Yeah, he Tim, might be the closest. He's close. He hasn't got quite got quite he as hasn't many. Got, he hasn't yeah. got the iconic ones. Because he was ones doing so do. many productions yeah. more than real. But he's still got a crazy random yeah. amount. I mean, I want to play this Babyface remix because obviously I'm like one of the worst biggest Babyface fans, and it just seemed like such a random pairing. But it shows the Babyface. This is like off his like '95 album. So this is a really early Timberland remix. '95, okay. '96. And a few of the random ones. Maybe play a Tank remix or something. I don't know. Let's just play a few random Timbo remixes. Let's do this. Let's go. My mic went out of control there. I've had to, like, rein it back in. Soho Radio, Southern Hospitality, of course. Myself, Rob Percy, the R&B icon. Very fitting for this show today. We are talking about Timbo and, of course, the Queen, Missy Elliott. We're talking about them together, like... The dynamic duo, the most the perfect pairing, but they also did so much themselves. I mean, this r- track running in the background, so gone, Monica. I mean, come Incredible. on. Incredible. Two one three, so fly. Okay, listen. This is that is the one cover. I think two one three, so fly, is as good as so gone. That's it's just so incredible. Nate Dog on the hook. I was just going to say, it's, it's, Nate Dog. it's all Nate Dog that song. <laughs> Nate Dog, but to, and the way his voice sounds it as well, incredible. And listen, I I tweeted one day that Monica's rap on this record is greater than J Cole's whole career, yeah, and I stand by those words. I'm I wouldn't around. disagree with that. Thank you, Ray D. <laughs> It makes sense. Tom, you're not going to let him get flown. away with that, are you? I'm not a J. Cole fan. I'm going to say, I'm not <laughs> a J. Cole fan. But he's not that bad, surely. You're alone in this moment. He's not that bad. No, listen. It's not a, no, as in, it's not, so good is ex- better than... It's an extreme opinion. Okay, thanks. But I'm not, I'm not a J. Cole You know what? Fan. It's not a knock on J. Cole. It's just a... A, a, an award to Monica of okay, how great, the, uh, great, great that vocal is and how great Gunica. that... Gunica. When she got into full Gunica mode... <laughs> I love Gunica. What did she do the other day? Didn't she like slap someone again the yeah, other day? Yeah, she batted someone up in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> the I whole mean, Gunica mm. thing is amazing. So listen, we've been talking about the Timberland Missy career. We've started in the early 90s. We've been through the mid 90s. We've talked about Aaliyah, talked about Genuine, put some respect on Genuine's name. Ooh, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like Genuine doesn't get that respect as an artist anymore because he's kind of, we were saying he's a bit like Stevie J now because he's kind of known for falling off stages and you know, random stuff. Do you know does. what's quite interesting with Genuine <laughs> is I think Genuine was like the perfect R&B artist at one point. Correct. Mm. Listen, this is the voice of Marvin Sparks you're hearing there. And this is why I've got him on the show today. You put that perfectly. Say that one more time. Yeah, he was the perfect R&B artist. Like if you wanted to make an R&B artist, it was Genuine. Correct. Because he was... Thank you, Ray. Yeah. Because he was like... Maybe give him a little baseball noise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah, because he, he could sing well, he yeah. looked good, he yeah. could dance, yeah. and he was cutting edge. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, listen, I'm speaking to two dancehall experts in the studio, yourself and Ray D. Dancehall and R&B, like, they just never get, it never gets the respect for how cutting edge that music yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. Because they do it's everything first, right? Yeah, sure. I feel like dancehall kind of does everything first, like, rhythm-wise. Like, um, then you've got... Um, but R&B is the same. If there's like a new sound, same with dancehall, they're not. Even if that sound sounds a little bit weird to start with, they're never afraid to use it. Yeah, like for so, sure. like when Shakespeare came out, he was just like using weird sounds. It's like R&B, like dancehall, they're, all, they're so ahead. Yeah, they don't get that. the credit. And so, to go back to your genuine point, kind of all that was happening at once, wasn't it? With yeah, genuine? yeah, definitely. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I feel like maybe the problem with genuine is the second album, the first single wasn't amazing. Right. Like to me, it's I like that song, David What's So effect. Different. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it just didn't really <laughs> take what was it the to single? What's So Different. Uh, I mean, it's good like, record. It's a good record, I love that song. but it wasn't, it's a really let me take you to the next level yeah, kind of record. It's not Pony, is it? No. no. This is the problem. Whereas as we discussed with Missy, Get Your Freak On was... Yeah, She's every time she raised the level, she raised the level. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to me, Junior Wan, as you said, doesn't get like held in the same regard as he should be based yeah. on who he was back then. But do you, yeah. Do you feel like R&B singers generally, Tom, like they just don't get that like serious... So this was one of my biggest beefs growing up. Again, I'm older than everyone in the room and a lot older than Ray, maybe a bit older than you and Tom. And... In the 90s, one of my biggest beefs was, so I was there buying SWV albums and stuff, and it was magazines in the 90s. Magazines were the thing. It was like, that's where you got your information from, and I was a writer myself, wrote Hip Hop Connection and stuff. But, and obviously you're a writer now, and, but back then, writing was everything. And 
I used to have a constant frustration. It'd be like any Makeway indie band would get like four out of five in a magazine or five stars. Whereas like an Aaliyah album or a Genuine album, like two and a half stars, three. And, and like 30 years later, we're playing Pony in the club. Yeah. We're playing No Scrubs in the club. And people are coming back to these albums saying we're how not great playing, they are now. We're not playing like ocean colour scene do you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> I think a I big... mean we, are, we probably are in some context <laughs> well, I was doing it at the football <laughs> fair enough I but you know what you see my um... point and it was a constant it was a constant beef with me it was like come on put some respect on this music guys yeah I think there's an issue as well and I think this applies I'd actually be really interested to know Marvin Sports because I think this applies more to dancehall than R&B but it does apply to most of them I think there's such single-driven genres. Yes, correct. And there is a tradition in the music press, like a quite white, rockish tradition of measuring, of canonizing people by their albums. Yep, correct. And so when you, have, when you have a genre which is about, well, it's literally dubplate culture, right? Yeah, it's seven-inch yeah, yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pushing stuff forward single by single, rhythm by rhythm. It's not as easy from like a traditional white press perspective to canonize that in the way you can canonize Bowie in Berlin or yeah, whatever, yes, right? Definitely. And I think that's like a massive, definitely. massive factor. It's harder in... for them to pin down as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's because it, we have to do a bit more work. So, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly that. So what, you took the word yeah, out of my mouth. Yeah. You have to do a bit more work. It's so fast moving. Mm. You can't sit in it for like four years and go, let me study this. It's You're gone. If, you, if you're not moving with it, you're not with it. Not, not to plug, but like with my book, that's why one of the reasons... Plug away. That Plug I, away. I kind it. of tried to make sure that you know people outside can understand that. Yeah, there were singles, but we also had rhythms. Yes, and mm. rhythms were were king. They're the driving force yeah, behind everything. Exactly, and it's like the rhythms themselves told a story, and I tried to tell the story through the rhythms. But as you, you're both saying, like it's hard for you to keep up with that stuff. So yes. you might have just heard like one single from this person here, one single, and you didn't even really know what a rhythm was. Yes, So correct. you didn't really know the importance of it. But exactly what you're saying, Tom, is exactly right. We, I mean, Bob Marley himself wasn't respected until, well, the live album, but Catch a Fire before yes. that. Do you get what I mean? And yeah. this is like one of the greatest artists ever. <laughs> and But you look at how many others have been there and they didn't get it. It's the same with R&B. Yeah. People feel like, oh, it's just love songs. Yes, correct. What can you get from a love song? <laughs> everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not until Answer I've, everything. I've got a lot, a lot older. I'm like, I grew up that MTV based generation. When You're I got still not older, a lot older, Ray. Carry when I on. got older and I realised, like, I love R&B. It's my favourite genre, probably. And just realised how many people just don't understand R&B. That's right. Specifically white people. They just don't right. understand it. Speci- you can say it. Specifically, specifically white, white people just yeah. don't understand R&B. I've heard so many people say it. They just don't like R&B this is what and I was it ta- blows my mind. So this is what I was talking about. You know you know my scale of where you, you put music, okay? I've, t- I might, I've never said it on, on that. I'm I know do exactly it. what you're yeah. going to say. Okay. No. So I have like the, I have a scale where you have like music that's triple white and then there's music that's triple black. Okay, so someone like... Um, a Tyrese album in 2000 was not going to be found in many white house <laughs> white households. Okay, in the how same. How are you going to act like that, Rob? How are you going to act like that? In the in the same way, a Snow Patrol album forever. But you know, what? no, that's not. But that's, that's not a good true. example. That's not, that's no, not, that's not a good example. example. That's that is not a good example. example. But there's, a, there's, that. A, there's another example that I'm not. I can't think of. Something right like there. the rifles, like yeah, real. Okay, Sorry, that's a better example. But then, but then you've got those artists that sit and they can go to both ends of that so a record like Justin Timberlake Senorita you could play at the triple white end of the scale and the triple black end of the scale and this is why to go back to Bob Marley I think that's what made me think of it even more he's kind of the most universal artist of all time because he is just hitting every base yeah, possible yeah for sure there's no, wherever you plot people if there's someone's like a double a double white like <laughs> and the, that I mean pl- they play them at the um, you know the anti-BLM yeah yeah, yeah, saying, yeah and you found someone dancing to it this is what I'm saying so so like you can plot you can plot people on this graph yeah for it's sure like, it's like a sort of sliding scale and we were saying uh, that about Missy earlier yeah she's kind of anywhere. in that universal those big hits yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like work it for and sure. Sean Paul obviously made it to that category yeah, yeah, where he yeah. can he can slide on the scale wherever he wants to go yeah. and yeah Missy 100% interesting in that, that so world. listen let's stay with Missy and listen I want to shout out a few people locked in I want to shout out Lucy of course Alex Martha and I really want to shout out the person that I'm gutted is not on the show today Elle because she actually thought of doing the show she, yeah. she Missy's like, her favourite artist like full stop much. yeah 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 so we could easily do a part two. We could. That's true. And, and Elle can come back for sure. Marvin, you're going to come back for a part two? 
Well, with Elk, 100%. Let's do this. Let's We're do back. This. We're Sounds back. Like That's a plan. Specialist there. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Let's play maybe Elle's favourite song. One of her favourite Missy songs. Yeah, yeah. A little connoisseur's choice from the Under Construction album. So my point was, we've gone all around the houses. We're now kind of in the early 2000s of the Missy Timbo when they were just firing on all cylinders. Let's do this, Ray. We had to come back quickly there because I want to get to more. That was the kind of, that Miss Jade record we played there. That was the start of Timbaland's Beat Club. Do you remember Beat Club? Yep, yep, yep. So we had obviously Bubba Sparks, we'll get to later. It was like a deal with Interscope. And I think, it's funny these Interscope deals, they, none of them have ever really gone that well, these kind of subsidiary labels. Because Organised Noise got given one in, obviously after Waterfalls, Waterfalls and yeah. the success of Outcast in the late 90s. And what I love about Organised Noise is they're like so such artists they were so willful they're like oh, great we've got all this money from Intersco what we're going to do is we're going to release an album by Kilo Ali who's a local ATL based <laughs> legend we're going to release an album by an artist called Witch Doctor who is like a it's an incredible album and Cool Breeze like all these kind of like really creative arty things and I think Jimmy Iovine was like uh, guys like uh, what are you doing here can you just not make 20 more waterfalls. <laughs> that, that Witch Doctor album is seen as like a lost classic now though, right? The Cool Breeze album yeah. and the Witch Doctor albums, if you don't know them, I think, I think I don't think either are on streaming, which is a problem. They're unbelievable. They're like incredible. They're up there with Outcast albums. Absolutely incredible. And then Timberland had the same. Timberland and Missy had the same. Missy had Goldmine, didn't she? Yeah. That was Missy and she had Nicole Ray. Yeah. You haven't even talked about Nicole Ray? Yeah. I I listen, Nicole we Ray. need a part two. Lil Mo, Nicole Ray. Listen, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, anyway. And Timberland had Beat Timberland, come on. Timberland had Beat Club and he had obviously Bubba Sparks, Miss Jade and Bubba Pop. Him and Magoo, right? Yeah, it was kind of like a Magoo. Oh, y'all. We pl- we started that kicked on show that. Off of that. That was just before. So that was okay. on the Indecent Proposal album. Yeah. And I think the Beat Club kicked off around about 2002. Okay, sure, sure. Um, we kicked the show off with all y'all. One of my uh, one of my all time yeah, all time yeah, yeah. favorites. Um, but this was an unreleased beat. So this is a beat called "Tell Me About the South." Bef- Bubba Sparks had a mixtape. So this is between the first Bubba Sparks album and the second album. There was this sort of mixtape it was called Bubba Sparks and the Mudcats and they released this crazy I put it on I put it on Twitter one time and so many people were like what the hell is that it's this box set and it's got like beats from it's got like Lil Wayne on there Baby on there it's got like some incredible Timberland it's like a 8, 12 vinyl box set thing with all this unreleased Timberland music absolutely insane and it was before the Deliverance album so it was kind of when Timberland was really leaning into that kind of New South type of stuff it was all just crazy crazy beats like this so listen we're going to take this moment to get into a little kind of unreleased Timberland section and Kylie Dean was also oh, part yeah. of that beat That's, club deal yeah. so that was kind of like she was like sort of the original Jojo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> their the story star. their yeah. story is crazy because um, Kylie Dean was a backing vocalist for like Madonna Britney some really right. big like commercial pop stars okay I didn't know that and she was working and it was literally not too long after Aaliyah died and yeah. her story is um, I think it was like award season and they were hanging at a hotel and they just hit it off and they just started working from there and he just loved her voice made a whole obviously we you know made a whole album together I know it's a dope had album had about as well. two singles yeah um and the first one was uh, Make Me A Song, Make the one that used like, all the Elias yeah. lyrics in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kylie Dean has, and on this mixtape, which wasn't on the vinyl annoyingly, there's a song called Country Till I Die. And it's hosted by someone like DJ Drama, the mixtape. And it's, it's got like drops all over it. It's like a minute and a half long. And you know when people have this kind of like MP3 holy grails? Yeah. That's like my, like a full version of that I would like give like a, a limb for. Because it's know, just absolutely incredible. Killer. Killer, killer record stuff. there was like Pete Pablo records on their gun line listen part two part three that's all we're going to do the whole year on Soho Radio <laughs> Timberland Deep Cuts so listen let's get away and I, w- I want to play this Timberland Jay-Z song that didn't make it to it's either the black I think it's the black oh, album it's probably black album right I think it's the black album because I think he then went with that I think he was going to give him a few beats but then he went with that kind of I want one, one producer, track from one producer, yeah, 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 yeah. which he then broke, didn't he? Because he did two. He's got two Neptune's beats on there, hasn't he? Yeah. Because um, he's got um, a lot and, and another change one. Change clothes. And change clothes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yes, Jay Z. 
Anyway, when you hear this song, this should have been on the Black Album. Maybe in, I love DJ Quick. Maybe in, play, maybe in place of Justify My Thug. <laughs> so let's do this. Some Timberland very, very, very deep cuts. Let's go. That might be the first time Kylie Dean has ever been played on British radio. <laughs> Maybe not. That's Maybe almost not. hard as well. Oh, yeah, it's really so good. good. I'm a Kylie Dean stan just off that unreleased album. The obviously. unreleased album is crazy. And it's very hard to get that album it's, anywhere. Where did it drop on, like, Napster or something? Yeah, very much that era. Might have been Torrent, the Torrent era, oh, kind okay, of 2003, yeah. 2004. And that's kind of where we are on the show today. Like, Timberland and Missy, we've been going in. First hour or so, it's been insane. There's too much to cover. We've always said, Wait, already said there's going to be a part two myself Rob Percy of course some hospitality in the building we've got Ray D on the set how are you feeling Ray D He's killing it I'm feeling good I'm this, feeling is your, good. this is your zone isn't it this, this is music. my groove man this is your groove all this is my day groove. long I could do this all day we've also got Marvin Sparks special guest in the building today how are you feeling Marvin yeah man the weather's kind of nice I'm feeling like a hot boy <laughs> oh, oh my god I almost did that with lose control earlier when you said you lost control of your mic and I was he's like taking, nah he, I won't he's, ta- he's, taking, he's taking the place of Ricks Ricks normally comes with a little punch <laughs> yeah. doesn't he so Marvin's shout out Super Ricks he's not here today he's just sunning himself Make in France sounds like a legend oh, Super Ricks is a legend I mean Super Ricks he takes more short breaks than anyone I know he, I go are you on another holiday again he goes it's just a short break. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what he quite clarifies. I'm like, it's like the Gary mean, Neville mini vacation. Well, no, what he says? <laughs> mini retirement. Yeah, yeah when mini he, retirement. Yeah, when yeah, he basically yeah. thought yeah. He, he discovered the idea of a holiday. holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an amazing clip. Anyway, that's for another show. Um, Tom's in the building. We yeah. are. We are. Ne- <laughs> we are near. Like I think we need to get into that kind of. R&B kind of zone Mm. early 2000s R&B is very slept on isn't it I think it's very sort of overlooked because everyone says everyone says 90s R&B when actually a lot of the 90s R&B songs people are talking about are actually 2000 songs people kind of mash the two together but we're talking about people like Tweet like you know Fantasia like yes Fantasia's got one song that has kind of permeated that popular song culture. Is never leaving popular that song culture. is just for, you can play it the meme in, content from that is keeping you it going you can play it but you know what I mean I, I still feel like as artists that was a little bit of a kind of a tough time for kind of pure R&B artists if you look at Anthony Hamilton had albums in that era they weren't as big as they probably should have been because I think club hip hop and R&B was just so big at the time yeah, yeah I it think it was like yeah. so Sorry, come on. early go 2000s yeah come no Tom go ahead I just think I'm not sure I agree saying R&B slept on in that era. I just think pop R&B was such a massive thing. That, that's what like, I mean. Like that side yeah. of it was just huge, like bigger than you'll say the 90s, I know. But for me, I'd never seen that music be bigger. Yeah, but like I agree. Tr- We've had this chat before. Yeah, we have. Where we thought two, said two thousand is commercially bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. And that's why Anthony Hamilton, he could have been bigger, but I don't think he would have been as big if he came out in like the more soulful era in the nineties. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, feel yeah, like true. in that early two thousand, if you weren't, because I mean, obviously, you say at the beginning of that, you kind of had like the J Lo, Ashanti, and then you had Ashanti, Usher, you had Beyonce, yeah. you had Usher, yes. you had Alicia Keys. Like, if you weren't one of them. Then you were just that, like a trying to be. That's kind of problem. what I was yeah, getting yeah. at. And that's so you it. had like uh, they kind of like, overshadowed everybody yeah, else. Yeah, Dobart is like Nivea, exactly. Like that, that's yeah. kind of what I was getting at yeah, more than Sunshine I Anderson. Next, yeah. You expressed yeah. it better. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, perfect. so yeah, a lot of people overlooked that period because yeah. you had the really big ones, and then you had like ones that everybody kind of knew that you was into. But correct. Uh, but I, I would say the flip side is that is the knock-on effect is that Sunshine Anderson has had a hit. She had a hit at the time. In that same, Amory has had hits in that same time. Yeah, correct. A lot of artists have had hits correct. because R and B was that big that they could then become commercial. I think that they were even better. Lucy Pearl with Raphael Sadiq. They were probably they better artists. I feel than they got the credit for. Correct. And I, I would guess agree and with another that. thing is, is that the downloads came in at that point. Yes. So if you weren't the big hitter in that period, it was the the urban labels that were then getting shut down a lot earlier as well. Correct. So yeah, we do had we that. do we remember the Truth Hurts album? 
That's the question I'm asking. We all remember. No, we, we all remember, remember the hit. But we, we remember, yeah. we, we remember the lawsuit. You remember the lawsuit? That's what we do remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The lawsuit overshadowed the album. There was no money left yeah. to promote that album DJ after that lawsuit, produced, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Listen, so so we're going to get into that kind of Monica era. And Missy was back working with Monica. She worked a little bit with her in the '90s, and she was obviously working with Fantasia. Missy was all over. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. On that level of artists we're talking about, Missy was all over that. And I think one thing about Missy, like just from listening to whether it's her music and she's got a singer featured or artist that she's written for there's a particular tone that she's always going to work with from like Camila Lil Mo there's that sweet tone that if anyone that has it it's you're going to yeah and it's that, Coco it, from SWV we talked earlier before you came on the show we were saying Coco it might be not fair Coco has that ultimate 90s oh yeah, R&B voice. 100%. The nostalgia when I hear 100%. Coco's voice, I'm transported back to a certain time. And you're exactly Their right. The vocal arrangements, the harmonies, everything mm-hmm. was like ever that so slightly typical. nasally, slightly nasally, slightly sweet. Mm. A lot of character, a lot yeah. of character. That's and right. Passion. And a lot it's of so- church. Yeah, a lot of church. It pops out of the mic, doesn't it? Like those those artists, and that's why she loves Monica Gunica. Yeah, <laughs> even Sierra to an extent. Sierra there's there's, there's yeah, always a there's a certain extent. tone that um, Missy always gravitates to the R&B singers Missy she's done it all so listen let's get in and and, okay this is what we also need to mention the Missy R&B cuts on the Missy albums they are dope too can I just say something controversial it's not even controversial I actually think Missy was a better R&B artist than she was a rapper wow I honestly feel that she was a better R&B I'm taking that in and it doesn't I've, sound, had, I've had the same thoughts and it, as well. And it doesn't sound wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're saying it to me and my initial brain was like, oh, that's not, that, that sounds unusual, but it doesn't sound wrong. I Carry mean, on. I'd say a song like All In My Grill. Yeah, it's a pure R&B. Suck It To Me. Yeah. You it's don't not know. pure R&B, but once again, she like... It's cutting it's, edge R&B Yeah, though. exactly. Um, I mean, she's even singing on Hot Boys. <laughs> Even though she's kind of on a rap beat, yeah, she's singing it. Do you get what I mean? Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many. There's songs that I, I probably prefer with her we, singing. We must play. Singing, yeah. We must play the Aaliyah dedication. Tribute, yeah, the one that didn't get as much light as Miss you, Miss You. As Miss You, yeah. yeah. But Missy and R and B, and I was saying before we got here, I always say, I think before Beyonce went solo, solo, she did one of her first solo songs with Missy and Correct. they're both yeah. singing. What and was it? Crazy Feelings? Oh, I love that song, Crazy Feelings. Crazy and feelings, Missy hold, yeah. held her own singing yeah. against... <laughs> yeah, and it's yes, like, the powerhouse. I think Beyonce, <laughs> when she was 19, is vocally a lot more extra than she is now yeah, because oh, she yes. was... So Beyonce's being extra and Missy's holding her own with a young Beyonce singing yeah, Missy, back to back. I think, you know what? I think you've, that's the perfect way of describing Missy. She can just hold her own. Yeah, like yeah. there's no situation. She's never going to be in out of which depth. Missy can't hold her own. <laughs> like we've all seen people get outshined on certain records and things haven't been right for certain people. It's always right for Missy because she puts herself in the right position every single time. Every time. Listen, let's get into a little bit of 2000s R&B. Let's do this Soho Radio. Let's go. Another absolutely perfect beat. Marvin is just zoning in there with his headphones on. Oh, call me. Just incredible. When this dropped, I remember the first, the setup was obviously, oops, there goes my, over my head. Then the hit, this was like the double header with call me. And then the came with Boogie Tonight. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Three Can sing- I just say something? Oops, oh my. Might be, no, 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 it's not even might be. That is like top three best dancehall production that's ever been done by someone that isn't from Jamaica in my opinion wow see this is the kind of talk we like on the regulator show we have got Marvin Sparks in the building author of Run The Rhythm listen there's a reason why he's on the show I invited him on this show because I know he's deep Timberland fan just a deep music head full stop say that one more time yeah no 100% tweet oops oh my in brackets is <laughs> top three parentheses yeah top three <laughs> Dancehall production by a non-Jamaican. And do you know what's Ever. funny? Like in my in my um, R&B playlist is that and Miss Independent, and they're both pretty much the same tempo. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. those, and those two go because they're and a bit different to the other R&B because they're more dancehall. Yeah, so mixing them can be a bit. But they've, they've got that well, obviously, And obviously Miss Independence got the dancehall versions yep, as yep. well. So <laughs> that's making total sense. Listen, we got Tom Lee in the building as always. 
How are you feeling, Tom? I'm loving this show. This show, show is just crazy. Uh, it's so frustrating we've only got two hours here. We could just do this all day long. Ray D on the set. Shout out our boy Super Ricks. Sunning it somewhere in France right now. Anyway, we've got to do this. This was a big era for me. I was deep Timberland fan. I was a big... I was pushing that southern agenda in the UK. I'm going to take full... I am going to take full credit for this. Myself, Philip Mlynar, we were pushing that southern rap when no one wanted to hear it whatsoever. And Timberland was involved in so much of that. We're talking like Petey Pablo, talking Pastor Troy. And obviously Pastor Troy had been out before, but then Timberland had a huge hit with Pastor Troy, Are We Cutting? We kind of brought him back. And that's what I love when you get those artists who are like, like I mentioned with Organised Noise, they... They have their time. So Timberland, by this point, is a marquee producer. He could work with anyone. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a record with the ATL legend, Pastor Troy. I love that. And I'm going to bring through Petey Pablo from the South. And I'm going to work with uh, Bubba Sparks. And that's why Tim and Missy are those people. They're, they're, they've got one foot in the past and like 10 feet in the future. <laughs> but they're that's from possible. the South as well. So Yeah, exactly. You know. I mean, there's, there was that whole argument, wasn't there, about Virginia not really being in the South. I remember... Um, that was the whole Pimp C rant, wasn't it? It's like, mm. you're not even from the South. <laughs> Atlanta's not even in the South. Do you know Pimp C? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> crazy, crazy. But listen. Sorry, can I just connect one thing? You just reminded me of a song. So obviously you said about organised noise and you're talking about Timberland. Yes. He's not necessarily a, a rap record, but do you remember I'll Be Around by CeeLo Green? It's in the playlist, Marvin. It's lined up in the playlist. You've read my mind. <laughs> that record used to... That was in the early days. We were DJing early days Shoreditch. We had a night called Crunk. I mean, that dates it, right? Yeah. And we used to play, like, a, we played the hip hop of the day as well, like Dipset, like G Unit, whatever else was popping. A lot. We play a lot of dancehall. We play a lot of like, um, and then a lot of Crunk, like a lot of early Young Bloods, like Damn, like uh, David Banner, like a Pimp, all that kind of era. But that I'll be around was one of those records. People sort of knew it, but didn't really know it. And you'd play it in the club and it just always did what it needed to do. Yeah. It was like, okay, I need to pep things up a little bit on. Let's put CeeLo I'll be around on. It's just so groovy. Yeah, completely. <laughs> Amazing. Great shout. Crazy. Great man's thinking like. So let's go into a few of those kind of early 2000s where Timberland was kind of all over the place, working with loads of Southern artists, kind of New South kind of era. And let's just, before we do that, Deliverance, Bubba Sparks. Is that the kind of greatest album that missed, that like commercially flopped? It's got to be, hasn't it? I mean, there's a lot of competition. But, but I mean, but it was just, I, I think they just thought it's half organised noise production. It's half Timberland. I think they the just singles thought, had hit. I think they just thought, this is it. This is going to be the biggest thing. And it just, it just didn't happen, man. Sad days. But listen, we're here. Soho Radio. Let's keep it moving. Let's go, Ray D. So in almost two hours of Timberland and Missy on Soho Radio, we've got to about 2004. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? That's how deep they killed those years from 94 to 2004. Hit after hit after hit. Listen, this is Soho Radio, of course. Myself, Rob Percy. Southern Hospitality in the building, the regulator show. Ray D's been on the set all day, killing it. We've got Tom Lee in the building, of course. We've got Marvin Sparks, special guest today, dropping gem after gem on that microphone. It's been amazing. We need just we need to see more time. And can we get more time? Are we allowed? Thank you. Thank you very much. We've got the we've got we've got the uh, okay from the big boss. Got the so, green light. Soho Radio head honcho. Everything <laughs> she says goes. Yeah, we got this. We got this. So. Okay, here's a little question. Timberland, for the, for the room. Question for the room. Anyone can, anyone can answer. Do you like Timberland's work on Justified? Or, okay, which is better? Timberland's work on Justified or on Future Sex Love Sounds? Just Timberland's work. Just Timberland's work. It's a Timberland show. Forget on, the Neptunes for now. On Future Sex. Okay, Future yeah. Sex. We've got a Future Sex. What are you saying, Ray D? On a personal note, yeah, I, I stopped listening to Justin Timberlake after Justified. So, okay, I don't really. I'm not going to have my opinion because I'm always going to say Justified because that's what I've listened to a lot more. Than okay, okay, Marvin Sparks, what are you saying? Do you know what I feel like? Production was he went really big on Future Sex Love Sounds. Yes, definitely. But I feel like with 
justified everything he did on there was a slapper. I mean, does this beat alone yeah. maybe win the argument? This, you got, <laughs> what's it? Um, but my love, though, yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah, I want to clarify a little bit. I do think Justified's the better album. That's can my favourite of the say, two albums. Oh no. Oh no, what you got for me? Of the first of the first album, yeah. exactly. And, That's um, a great record. Didn't he do the one with uh, Janet Jackson as well? Yeah. Yeah, he listen, did. it's close. It's what I'm saying is it's close. I would say Future Sex is definitely more like avant-garde. It's so. kind of more. Yeah. That, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that's why it appeals to me. I would probably go Future Sex marginally overall if I stacked up the six Timberland productions, however, yeah. however many there was. So, was, and she said, "Take me now." That was the song. Yes, oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Because I love the whole set the mood prelude oh, crazy um, love stoned I think oh, she knows crazy. Yeah. oh my word for me that's like until the end of time yeah, that's some of Timberland's kind yeah. of it's like a masterwork kind of crazy. thing I think they were in a little zone there yeah. and it, yes it is a bit more avant-garde it is a little less poppy maybe it's not like because Justify was like this could be a single this could be a single yeah. this could be a single they could all have been singles really on that first I think arm. something as well is like and I don't want to say it's peak Timberland or, or even Timberland's peak because I think it's it's kind of impossible to say that because the career spans so long but when I think of Timberland beats that's the first stuff my mind goes to okay actually. that's interesting I think the first stuff my mind goes to is actually things like Summer Love just those Great really era. knocking I, I like, actually asked, Avon I actually asked that question on Twitter okay earlier so okay let's just do this quickly in the room so if you were saying if you had like a four year span of Timberland and you're only allowed that four year span where would it start? Where would it finish? First up, me. Go, Marvin. 96, 2000. Okay, 96, 2000. So you start with the kind of second, with the um, second Aaliyah album, all of that, yeah. all the SWV productions, yeah. right through to 2000, okay? With, yeah, all that, with, all, with all the key Missy stuff. Get Your Freak on was what? Was that 2001? 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Okay, yeah. And the single was, yeah, 2000. The album was 2001, but the single was 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Tom okay. Lee. My years are failing me. When's, when's Future Sex? 2006. 2006. 2006. Okay. I love Marvin because he's like me. He knows yeah. the years. <laughs> it's really tough. I'd probably try and catch the end of the 90s in the start of the 2000s so you're gonna let's go say like, like 90, 90, 98 to 2002 99 to 2003 I think that's like that. a great shout 98 2002 might be the ultimate pocket but Ray D what are you saying my answer was 97 2001 okay yeah I think that I mean, it's all it's all subjective for me I'd have to be a bit like more close to Marvin because just because I love that early stuff so much but I think if I was being objective I think if you went 98 to 2002 that was an insane time for Timberland and Missy yeah I would say even like the 2002 to 2006 would be like my second favourite <laughs> this is the thing yeah so it's flawless like, it's, yeah. yeah it's flawless and not many producers like get that second wind no where and they've kind like of... changed the game twice so do we regard do we regard shock value as a third Two. wind I would say that that was in the same wind as... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, I think. But maybe there's three. Maybe there's already been two by this point. Do you know what? I, I think, think that's the, the third one. I think it's the, the third because you've been, you had the first, the first. one, the, the early Aaliyah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Then you've got that kind of early 2000s where you're just a rap producer for hire, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that new South stuff we just yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, third, sure, sure. Yeah, then yeah. Then and then, then you third... Yeah, that would be the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Amarion and the Icebox and the One Republic, AO Technology. Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> you hate that song? Yeah, it's the worst. It's not great, is I'll it? I'll never go to see 50 Cent again because he performed that song more than he performed Many Men. But that's another story for another day. I love AO Technology. I love AO It's not yeah, better I than Many Men. It's, it's, it's just mixed poorly. It's not better than Many Men, though, is it? I mean, it's no. Different pocket. Yeah, it's, it's a very one different verse of Many Men and did three verses of AO Technology with a guitar solo. <laughs> okay, that's bad. Yeah, that's so bad. Never and, again. and you took that person. Marvin, yeah, completely. I'm yeah. backing you all the way yeah, here. No matter what Tom says. But yeah, you're right. Third, third, third wind. wind. Yeah, yeah, third wind. Sorry. Third um, wind. And I'll take the fourth one. Might have been around the time when he did "F with Me." You know, you got it, Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. Drunk had, in love. And he had Beyonce and Jay Z. So, and he had sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah. Bryson Tiller. Yeah. That that's when. It's not a full wave. That that no. was more like a, a splash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. An epilogue. <laughs> okay, listen. We've got to about 2006, 2007. Let's run a few more tracks from that kind of kind of era. Can we play some Nelly Furtado? Come on. Oh, crazy. Is Say It Right one of the most perfect pop songs Can ever? Can I just say, 
Loose was better than Future Sex Love Sounds to you me know personally. What? I'm not mad at that opinion. I think that I would put them on a, on a par and I might even enjoy Loose more. So, Marvin, we're intertwined. Tomorrow we'll go back to war on Twitter, but tonight we are as one. Yeah, we just needed J. Cole on the Timberland. <laughs> Let's do this.